We are the sacred collective. All are respected. All are heard. All are welcomed. Join us. Okie dokie. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Revolution. Hello to everyone on Instagram. Sorry we couldn't get Facebook working. Uh, funny story. First off, I am not Jay, which is something I have to break to you. And uh, also, we were not able to to get the Facebook uh, video streaming up without him here, so we're doing the Instagram stream. It's a really interesting story. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I hope y'all are doing well. Um, it's a bit of a busy week for me. Uh, we had a manager quit at work recently, so I worked a lot of doubles this week at the pizza place that I work at for my day job. So that was quite exhausting. And then this morning, um, Jay told me that he has food poisoning and he's not feeling well at all, which is miserable. He's been very sick. And uh, he asked if I could talk. So this is my uh, this is my talk that I prepared in about probably about an hour, 15 minutes or so. So um, excuses are are of course uh, kind of pointless but uh anyhow that's that's a little little backstory for you um i want to talk today about gossip you know when i when i started these talks a lot of times i refer to how i used to see things when i was younger when i was still um immersed in the evangelical world and also uh, something worth pointing out is that when i was immersed in that evangelical world, going to you know private school every day. And the private school was held in the church also that my family attended. So it was like, it was almost being bombarded constantly. But anyhow, um, I would always, you know, I had, I had a list of, of sins in my head, things I needed to avoid, you know, so that I wasn't eternally tortured for slipping up and doing something that I shouldn't do. And, and uh, on that list, you know, was, was gossip. And that's one that I wasn't too afraid of because in my mind back then, I saw gossip as being affiliated with things like Entertainment Weekly, uh, the, the National Enquirer, you know, the, uh, was it Bat Boy that's always in the National Enquirer? Bat Boy was born. It's a half child, half bat. Um, so I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not gossiping about stuff like that. I'm not making up wild stories um, but I, but my my uh, understanding that I've come to, my definition that I've come to land on with gossip uh, is a lot more broad, and for me, uh, a lot more helpful. Um, I think that, that, that gossip is a very easy thing to fall into, and for some reason, we get we almost get like a rush when we participate in gossip. It's exciting. Um, and uh, it can be, it, it's funny, I was, I was thinking this morning, I was like, is there, is it almost like a healthier option to participate in like reality TV gossip or like watching Degrassi, you know, or something like that and like being able to, um, to gossip about, about characters, about made up people. But I think, I, I think that the whole, the whole practice itself is hurtful, is very, very hurtful. And it is also a self-perpetuating cycle, I think. If someone gossips about someone else, and then you, you hear that gossip, then you have to go and spread it. And, you, and then you can, even go, you can even gossip about the person who started the gossip and say, well, they were gossiping about whatever, whatever. And then, ironically enough, you're, you're participating in gossiping and perpetuating and snowballing 
the effect of this. It escalates. And uh, another idea around this that we can take from Scripture is uh, the old adage that we all know, as you judge, you will be judged. And again, as, as a kid, I used to, to see that as like referring to judgment day, to this eternal, you know, as you judge, as you are, as you perform in your test here on earth, so will be determined your eternal consequence, your punishment or your reward. But I think that it's a lot more, I think that we can take a lot more pragmatic and broad approach to understanding what what that phrase can mean. As you judge, you'll be judged. And and I think we can also say, as you gossip, you know, you'll probably be 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 gossiped about. And I don't think um, gossiped about sounds silly, but but as as you engage in tearing down another person's character. As you engage in tearing someone apart and this negative perpetuating of them and their image and, and hurting them personally on an intimate level, maybe calling them out for something that is true, maybe not, you're not even fabricating a story, but, but tearing them down on a personal level, maybe about something that they're insecure about. There are countless stories of teenagers who have committed suicide because they were made fun of, uh, you know, in, in high school for their sexuality and things like that. And, you know, they, even, even if it is, even if the gossip is true, it can be hurt. It is hurtful and ha- and can have some very serious negative consequences. And I think that the adage, as you judge, you'll be judged. I don't think that that is necessarily a cosmic or a karmic force, or the hand of God. I think that, um, I'm not saying it's not those things, but I think that it's a very practical thing too. Just if you are mean to a person, then they are more likely to be mean back to you. If you help a person, then they are more likely to help you. Um, I I know that at, at work, Whenever we have like leftover food that uh, you know that, that technically like by food standards we're supposed to throw out, it's not like it's like bad food or anything. But you know we're not supposed to sell it as of that morning. I'll give it to our uh, delivery truck driver who comes by the store because he has a family. He and his spouse both work full time. He has children, and 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 otherwise this food you know is going to go in a dumpster. So naturally I. I, you know, I give it to him and like here at church, I'll bring food also whenever I have it to share. And so the other day, just this past week, this guy's name is Renee. Great guy. I love this guy. He gave me a big case of Greek yogurt. And I was like, oh my gosh, thanks, man. Big, you know, big case of Greek yogurt. And I was so grateful. And, and he said, no, man, you know, you, you always look out for me. And so I'm going to look out for you. It's just, it's that simple of a thing. It's not this divine intervention of, you know, like the hand of God, the deus ex machina sort of thing causing this to happen. It's just a practical, pragmatic way. It's, it's, a, it's an economy of exchange that happens that can be positive. Like in that example um, with me and my friend Renee, you know, or um, in, in, an, in a negative way, uh, like with, with gossip and, and hurting people. Um, gossip is, is presumptuous 
it is often incorrect. It can, you know, like I said, it can, it, gossip can be based in a truth or, you know, truth or a lie in big air quotes. Um, and it's incomplete. And something Vicky pointed out to me, um, she was helping me as I tried to talk through this because I was frantically thinking, what am I, how am I going to compose my thoughts for this, for this talk today? But uh, I said it, it, is, it is sometimes an incomplete telling and vicky pointed out that it, it is always an incomplete telling and it, it, is, it is selective it's the version of a story and something that i always do and sometimes i say this half jokingly or, or or just um almost because it's a kind of a funny thing to say even though it is true something that i say a lot of times is well i wasn't there like a lot of times, like um, you'll you'll hear hear stories. A lot of times, maybe about celebrities. Speaking of National Enquirer and things like that, um, you'll hear all these awful things. I will say, yeah, absolutely, one million percent. If that person did that thing, and if that telling of this story is accurate and um, objective, then yes, that is awful. And then yes, I I I they, that is evil. That person did mess up, and we should be you know, throwing shade, as they say, at that person. Um, but I, I wasn't there. And I can, you know, say that with, with my friends. Like, I'll have a friend come up to me and tell me a story about someone else. I'll be like, you know, that, that really doesn't sound like them or, or you know, that's, that's awful. But at the end of the day, if I wasn't there, I only have so much room that I can directly react to the story that I'm being told about someone. And I'll say that, you know, with... with um, with politicians, with historical kind of scandals and things like that. And even, and this is where I, where I, I say it, and it's kind of, it can be kind of funny to me a little bit sometimes, even with, with biblical stories. Um, you know, maybe speaking to someone who is a little bit more fundamentalist in their understanding and their reading of Scripture, uh, you know, talking about, um, you know, Christ walking on water, I'll say, well, you know, I... It very well may be true. I wasn't there. You know, I'm not going to die on the hill of this debate. I wasn't there. And I think that that is an important thing for us to remember, at least just as a filter. Sometimes we hear things about people that we might suspect are true that seem consistent with other things that we know that we were there for, that we did witness. But if it's something that is... Um, entirely hearsay i think it's important to remember that um you're always hearing things through a filter through a bias okay i wanted to read a verse let me make sure this is the right one psalm 15 you know something that 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 uh private school did help me with is, is finding bible verses sword drills i wanna like, yeah. uh, all right, so yeah, let's look at Psalm. I believe this is the right one. Yes, it is. Psalm 15, uh, starting with verse 2 here. They who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak truth in their heart, who does not slander with their tongue and does no evil to their neighbor nor takes up reproach against their friends, walks blamelessly. They who walk blamelessly and do what is right. So here, this is an ideal 
being given to us. Speaks truth in their heart and do not slander with their tongue. So here, so a lot of times in the Bible, this is something the Bible does a lot, and a lot of different uh, scriptures and religions do a lot, is give us a, an, an ideal, a, a character, a thing to be sought after. And I think that's why uh, it's important to, to maybe have a, a hero, even if it's a constructed hero, a fictitious hero, to have an idyllic thing to aspire towards. And I think that the Bible does a great job at that, and, and, and that was one example, a person who is blameless. Now, is anyone actually blameless? I wasn't there, but I don't think so. <laughs> but this is giving us the, this, this idea of a person. I don't think it's talking about, like, Fred is blameless because Fred does this and this and this. We should all be like Fred. I think it's saying this is um, an idyllic thing to aspire towards, a theoretical embodiment of attributes that we should strive after, that we should try for. And I think that another thing, another way the Bible does this, giving us um, an ideal, a, a, a perfect thing that we strive toward, do we ever get to that perfection? No, but by practicing it and by pursuing it, we are making progress for ourselves and for humanity. And I think another way that the Bible exemplifies this is in talking about the kingdom of heaven as an ideal, as almost a utopia, but not as something that we, that we can actually maybe get to, but as something that we can work towards to make positive progress. As is, the, is the, the kingdom of heaven. And gossiping, being hurtful, tearing each other down, is not bringing, is not creating the kingdom of heaven. I think it's pragmatic, just a cause and effect. You're not creating a better world if you're not working towards bringing about the kingdom of heaven, the symbolic, idyllic place where we respect each other and we love each other and we're honest with each other. And the kingdom of heaven is in our hearts, is right now, currently, the kingdom of heaven is in our hearts. And what comes from our hearts, one thing comes from our hearts is love. So the kingdom comes from love. Uh, and, And something else we associate with our hearts is vulnerability. The heart is a very, very, very vulnerable, vulnerable uh, organ of our bodies. And, and so we have to pursue after this and we have to make ourselves vulnerable and we have to love and practice love through vulnerability. Yes, with boundaries and knowing yourself and knowing the people that you interact with to the extent that you can helps you to create those healthy boundaries by not by practicing not engaging in gossip by 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 refusing to engage in gossip we're helping to bring about what Jesus called the kingdom of heaven gossip is malicious it destroys a shared image i think that people have like oftentimes groups of friends will gossip about other people um, I, I had an old group of friends who, honestly, 
it took me a while to find out, but they would always talk about these horrible, horrible people from their past. Um, and then every once in a while, a story would come up about that person that was very fond. And it came, it, it, it made me realize, I haven't, I haven't really fully fleshed this out, but I'll just kind of talk through it here. What it made me realize was that this, this group of people treated their friends as disposable. Almost like, you know, in Survivor, like we vote, vote someone off the island, so you have, to, you have to suck up to everyone so you don't get voted off the island. They, they treated their friends as disposable. There was a rotating cast of friends. And they would have this one thing, oh, when she did this or when she did that. But then be like, oh, yeah, that one time I went to the beach, and you know, it was so much fun. And like, oh, she's a great person. But like holding on to and clinging and, and um, grasping at gossip tears these people apart and there were these there this this in this group of friends they had people who they were best friends with and they have all these old you know facebook pictures with their best friends and then one little thing happens that is then gossiped about and blown out of proportion and is a carcinogen is cancerous is dangerously destructive and it also enforces the idea of the other in a very obvious way. Um, using this group of friends, I don't want to use just this group of friends because I know a lot of people do this, but easily gossip can help perpetuate a process of othering someone, often from an untruth. Um, as another example, I lived for a few years in, uh, in Kansas City, and uh, I found a group of friends. I, I'm, I'm generally a, a pretty sociable person. I find uh, groups of friends quickly. And to make a long story short, I, I, was, I was with this group of friends uh, one night at a party. And we get a phone call from uh, another friend who was on his way to the party. And he's freaking out. And he's like, guys, $650 is missing from my apartment. He like had his rent money in cash or something. He had, an env- he had an envelope with $650. $650 is missing. And this was a very, very tight-knit group of friends who I had just been brought into, and I had been at this guy's house earlier that day. And so I was the prime suspect. And I was, I was completely innocent. I did not know what to tell this guy. Two, I will say this, two of, the, of my friends from that group stuck by me and um, you know, and they, and they believed me and they had my back the whole time. But for a very long time, I was, I was cut off from this group. Uh, about two weeks later, a guy finds the envelope with his cash in, um, a little waste bin by his desk. His dog had, had knocked the, uh, envelope into a waste bin, I guess. So anyway, um, my point being from an untruth came this destruction that destroyed my relationship. And even once the truth came out, no, it wasn't. I got a lot of apologies. Of course, my relationship with these people was never the same. And it was, and it was very, very, very sad because they lived within a reality that I was a, a thief. They lived within that reality in their heads for a couple of weeks. And you can't just forget something like that. It's like, you know, like when you have, a bad dream you're you have a dream where someone's mean to you and you wake up and you're mad at them you know they didn't really do anything but like it's just you have this taste in your mouth that they had they wronged you and and even though it it didn't really happen you still have a memory of it happening Uh, i wanted to look at real quick 
But I think that um, looking at gossip, a lot of times, like I said, there are lies. But a lot of times also something else we see in gossip is emphasizing certain elements of an occurrence, omitting certain parts, and then selectively telling other parts of a story with ill intent. Intentionally telling a story in a certain way to make someone out as being something that they may or may not be. Um, And I think a lot of times it comes from fear and projecting our own insecurities onto other people. I think that oftentimes the, the, the person who is quickest to accuse someone of doing a specific thing is oftentimes very likely to struggle with doing that specific thing themselves. You know, they say like, it, it takes one to know one sort of thing. Um, I think also gossiping can be telling a truth that is not yours to tell. It's none of your business. Or, or maybe it is your business, but it's not the business of the person that you're telling it to. And I, I think that um, that's something that's it's easy to do and it's understandable, especially if you're telling the truth. But we need to watch ourselves with that. Brian and I, uh, Brian Odland, who has spoken here a few times, who comes here whenever he can, um, his main church is the United Church of Christ. And um, I went to their uh, annual conference and um, I, I, I went with him uh, to interview uh the president of the denomination john dorhauer who's a great guy really cool guy and uh anyway while i was there they had a bunch of different workshops for the conferences a weekend-long conference they had a bunch of workshops and they let me attend you know, i got a little pass little visitor pass and i got to attend the workshops and one of the workshops that I, te- I attended was led by uh i think four or five different transgender leaders in their own in their churches in the in the ucc denomination and one point that was made that really, really resonated with me that I don't think is said enough is that it is never your business to ask someone, like, even about their sexuality. It's never your business to say, oh, are, are, you, oh, are you gay? Like, that, it is not your business. If it, and if someone wants to share information with you, then that is fine, but... Not, if it's not your business, if it's not the business of someone who you're telling something about, like maybe maybe you have a friend. I know this has happened before. Um, I have a friend who accidentally outed a friend of theirs on Facebook who didn't want to be outed. But, you know, that's a form of, of gossip. Um, and, you know, how, how do we stop gossip? How do we stop this destructive cycle? I think it's very, very simple. I have... Uh, Another quick little story, another example. I was I was hanging out at a bar with a couple of friends, and um, a couple of other people uh, came in who, who were also in our group, of, or had been in our group of friends. Like, we all used to work together. We didn't hang out a whole lot, but we knew each other. And one of these people, let's change their names just for, uh, let's say Rachel asked me, oh, are you, are you still dating so-and-so? And I was like, oh, no, that happened, that ended a long time ago. And she went, Good for you. And then she just, and she just like wanted to launch into like this gossip. Well, you know, good for, oh, that is so good for you. And then I, I just, I stopped it. I immediately, I said, if you, 
this is exactly, I mean, verbatim pretty much. I said, if, if, if you are trying to launch right now into something, degre- you know, degrading the character of this person, I'm not having it. Because first off, it's easy to hold a grudge against someone, maybe if you were in a romantic relationship with someone, and then you break up. It's, it's so easy to hold a grudge and be like, oh, screw them. I can't believe they did that to me, blah, blah, blah. But there was a point in time when you liked that person. And unless you are just an awful, awful judge of character over and over and over again, every person you dated, you dated for a reason. Or, you know, or there maybe, maybe they were a, so, a sociopath and tricked you or something like that. Or some great deceiver. But, but to, to other that person is dangerous and hurtful. And so I said, I said no. I said, you know, I loved her for a reason and always will. And I, was, and I said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And I was probably kind of rude to them about it, but I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad about that because I think that's just inappropriate. So I think it's, I think it's simple to, well, it's not simple. I, I mean, in, in, in theory, it's simple, not in practice simple, but I think it's simple in theory to end this cycle, this destructive, per, self-perpetuating, snowballing, ping-ponging cycle of gossip. Just don't participate and ask yourself. This is something that, this is a practice I've been getting into recently, is saying, you know, would I tell Jim this thing about Donna if Donna were here? Or would Donna mind? And that's a hard thing to do. But it's something that I've been practicing a lot recently. Because you would want that done to you. You would want them to do that for you. Gossiping, besides being othering, well, you know, it, I guess as, as, as an attribute of it being othering, it is divisive. It breaks people apart. It, 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 it festers. It doesn't just go away. It, it, it festers and it, and it has permanent effects. And not only can it instigate this festering othering it can cause you to see people differently um you know if someone tells you you know a secret about some little gossip you say oh i did not know about that about them wow and then just it changes like i said earlier it kind of changes your thoughts and leaves a bad taste in your mouth when it reinforces that othering it's reinforcing the separation of the person being targeted about that person is separated and turned into a target Often what sparks gossip, when, when maybe especially when it is true, is we have a valid reaction to a story. We can react to information in a respectful way that is self-loving and that is other-loving and, and promotes self-care and promotes other care. And by taking care of ourselves, loving ourselves, taking care of others, and loving others, we are building the kingdom. And I think that that's just about all we can do is, is try to monitor ourselves and watch ourselves and, and try to encourage others. And just if you see it happening, it is easy to shut it down if you want to. It's easy to shut it down. People might not like it. might be like, oh, like, like you know what? Crawl it up your button, die. Like, what's your what's your problem? But it's like it, it's easy to say, "Hey guys, I'm not participating in this." 
Hey, Vicky, I think I'm going to try to read. Would you want to maybe read that from James? Let's go. Ahead, let's move into Afterglow. And Kurt, did we? Do you notice any? Um, do you have any feedback from the interwebs at all? Okay, cool. All right, we'll start with this. Uh, yeah. So I was just thinking about something that Caleb said to me in the car on the way here, and he talked about our heart, how it's behind our rib cage, and it's located where it's located because it's so vulnerable. And we're so easily hurt. Um, and I just, I just think that when I gossip, it's usually because I'm feeling insecure and I'm feeling like I don't know what my connection is with these people that I'm with. And so I try to create a connection in a way that that isn't good. It's, it's not good. And um, I just think we all kind of feel like we're trying to belong and sometimes we use ways that aren't, that aren't healthy or loving or good. Um, but I, I also think that, like Caleb said, we're so easily hurt. And, you know, if we think that Christ is a member of every conversation that we're in, um, it, I think it would help us and it would help me to be more careful about what I say. Yeah. Because it does matter. I mean, we can feel like, well, it doesn't matter, but it would matter if it was being said about you. <laughs> and, um, you know, if the church is supposed to be loving, if that's supposed to be what marks us, then we need to be careful about what we say. Mm. Thank you. Um, speaking of gossip, I heard some <laughs> dirt on... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think to some extent that a method by which one can try to prevent oneself to not gossip is to try to take the barrier away from seeing another person as an other and to try to see them as oneself. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then you, in essence, are just gossiping about yourself when you gossip about another person. It's like a bit of a mind trick, but uh, you were talking about how gossip can make other people into the other with mm. the capital T, capital O. But... I guess one way to combat that is to make an attempt to not see the other as another and just be like, that person is me and I mm. shouldn't do that to myself. Mm. And it's very much against the Western understanding of what an individual is or what a group is to think that way. But I think it's a healthy mentality to at least attempt to use when mm -hmm. you're feeling tempted. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Any other thoughts? Burning desires? Should we go ahead and do our altar call? So I'll bow our close, close our eyes. Only God can see. No, no one's looking down. Only God can see. Now raise your hand. 
<laughs> Sorry. Triggering. Should have given a trigger warning of my stupid joke. All right. Well, uh, Revolution's a not-for-profit. Um, your donations really, really, really help. We can really, really honestly use them. Selfishly, I would like to not have to work 40 hours a week at a pizza place and also put in, I don't, I don't know how many hours into post-Christian podcasting, um, Revolution Church being w- w- one of the podcasts on my network. I put, a, off, I put an awful lot of time and work into, the, into this stuff, and um, it'd be nice if I could j- just focus on that. Um, so anyways, yeah, we can, we can use your help um, if you can afford it, but we would always, always, always much rather have you than have your money. And, um, yeah, I guess that's about it. Um, you'll, uh, Jay will probably be giving his... Is, is, he next, is he here next week? If he isn't here next week, he, if he is, he'll be giving his uh, Best of Galatians talks. So that's something good to look forward to. So, yeah, thanks for coming, y'all. Love you. Thanks for being part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, find us on social media at SacredMN. If you enjoyed this show, you might also like another post-Christian podcast. Everyone's Autonomous with Marie de la Font. My ex-partner and I are still, we're like friends, we're on talking terms and stuff. And it's like, there's a lot of people that want me to like burn every photo ever. Yeah. uh, Talk bad about her, you know, and just like pretend like that five years didn't exist in my life. And it's like. I think we get these messages both from the religious but also Hollywood kinds of stuff. And it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's because that person was supposed to meet all my needs and they didn't. Yeah. So now I'm going to hate them. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I think a more mature thing is like we weren't at a place where we could work in that in that kind of relationship together mm-hmm. and we both needed to go different ways. <laughs> yeah, and that was the that's just the end of the story. You yeah. guys had a good time together. Yeah, exactly. You had your good moments and why would you want to burn that all up? Those those these are choices that you made. That was a post Christian podcast. <laughs>